to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. I'm going to run through this week's announcements very quickly because we have a fantastic guest for you today and I can't wait to get to it. And go. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, bonus episodes, two separate upcoming series, one on the Missing 411 phenomenon and one on the Men in Black as well as various behind-the-scenes content and monthly swag bags. Merch Store. Find the link in this episode's description or through our link tree, and go check out the ever-expanding catalog of designs based on the subjects that we cover here on the show. And while you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Supportive, fascinating, hilarious, oddly sensual, just some of the descriptors used when referring to our Discord server. All right, now for why you're all here. Our guest today is the brilliant and fascinating host of the Strangeology podcast, the frontman of the absolutely killer skate punk band Doom Service, and the proprietor behind the best merch store on the internet. After you welcome him with the warm embrace that only our listeners are capable of, go and support everything he does. You both deserve it. So here he is, Jeff Foran. Jeff, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it's awesome. We're big fans of like everything you do, basically. The Instagram page, the blog, the, the podcast, all of it. So <laughs> it's cool to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place with strangeology (laughs) it gets a little overwhelming and weird trying to keep track of it all but i somehow managed to keep it coherent (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah we're also in particular huge fans of your merch store like yes without a doubt (laughs) it's crazy yeah well so my background you know before i got into podcasting and and blogging and all this stuff about the Fortean world. I my background's in graphic design, um, so I make art. I, I spent years making gig posters for bands in my local community and album artwork and stuff. And when I first started Strangeology, I uh, was approached by uh, somebody uh, that became aware uh, at the beginning of like pandemic you know a lot of people lost their jobs i lost mine it was a long-term job and unfortunately they had to let me go and uh so i was like yeah i'm you know looking for work and stuff and they're like hey you know you can uh use your art artwork and uh put it up (laughs) on like an etsy shop or something and 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 uh support what you're doing and i was like oh that's a really great idea so i uh went through like the growing pains of learning how to use that platform and pushing my art to other like marketplaces and coming up with the art and the ideas uh to go along with it in the first place that kind of 
you know, meshed with the whole aesthetic of Strangeology, and it's been a really nice kind of, like, other aspect of the whole thing. You know, I get the, the, the passion project of talking about stuff that I love to talk about and research about, but then also have, uh, you know, the other side of it, which is uh, the merch store, and people really... <laughs> It's it's been awesome. Like people like really, really dig the artwork, um, and it surprised me, which was in like so the best way. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <is> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, I have so many ideas and, and so much more stuff that I've just got like a back catalog of ideas I've got to get to still. But with everything else going on, it's just like you know you got to take it one design at a time, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think the the state cryptids concept is so it's so genius. Like as like a way to like pump out design after design. I mean, every state has multiple cryptids. Even right. once you do all fifty, you could go back and do you know. I mean, you could probably get twenty five shirts out of West Virginia alone. <laughs> I already have three. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, and that's kind of like where my starting point was for the merch aspect of strangeology i had this idea i was like you know it would be awesome to have kind of you know like people will buy um and and wear like home state pride shirts like hey i'm from uh i'm from kentucky i'm from california and i was like you know that would be cool to kind of translate into cryptids and that's where it kind of came from (laughs) and there's it's almost like an endless amount of of variations that you can come up with um but yeah like i've done three for west virginia so far i think i've got two in um wisconsin uh and it's yeah there's a lot that i've got to do but it's it's funny since i i've started doing it there's there seems to be like new, new people popping up doing their own version of like a home state or legend yeah. or cryptid type of thing. So it's kind of like uh, seems to have caught on to like other 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 creators out there, which is cool to see. <laughs> yeah, Just such I'm, a good idea. For yeah, absolutely. I think, like <clears throat> I've pro- I've probably seen four or five different artists that are like slowly building their own map. You know. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I love to see that. I love when I like find a new artist who's like halfway through the map before I ever discover them, and I yeah. can, like, go back and see their version of all these different cryptids. Like, yeah, it's a fantastic idea, and it's oh, obviously yeah. caught on. Uh, yeah, exactly. And everyone's so unique, and like, I, I love I love looking at other people's uh, artwork as well. Um, I'm not. Are you familiar with Maximus Prime art? Oh yeah. Yes. Max Max is the best. He's got like such a awesome uh, style, and yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, he's he's great. Shout out to Max. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I also though like your approach where it's the artwork itself. It, it's not like I mean I don't want it to like come across as like demeaning or anything, but like the the work on the state cryptid shirts on it obviously isn't something that you have to pour like you know 12 hours of of art into right yeah it's like silhouette yeah yeah and you know like and that even further allows you to like get the designs out there you know what i mean 
it's a yeah it's a bit of a streamlined process and um i used to kind of like hand illustrate everything on my computer and then i got an ipad um and started using like procreate which made the process of like illustrating the shape of the cryptid a lot quicker which is cool (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no that the whole like kind of silhouette aesthetic has been something that's present has been present in a lot of the artwork that I've, I've been doing for, gosh, I don't even know how long, 15, 16, 17 years at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but definitely heavily uh, influenced by artists like uh, Rob Doby and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it definitely, it streamlines the process and, and, and allows for that. But, you know, on the flip side, I've got my more involved illustrations like the um, the Mothman Harbinger, the Fresno Nightcrawlers, the yeah. Everybody Gangster till the Pants Start Walking <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> design that people always chuckle at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like over the last six months, my wife has slowly collected most of your t shirts. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. She most recently she got the uh, the Kentucky Goblins Valentine's Day shirt. Oh yes, I think yeah. I. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Also, the Valentine's Day idea is gold as well. Like, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's and so, that, it's so smart to like just convert that into you gotta to work with the holiday. Like, yeah, right? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta think of uh, you know the different uh, special times of year. Like, there's. Uh, the ugly Christmas cryptid sweaters that I I did right. I I think I only have like four uh, four or five versions of those and the ones that you, that I tried to make look kind of like a knitted sweater take forever to do and I actually recently invested in a new um, computer that has a lot more processing power so I'm hoping that when it comes time to start coming up with some new designs for 2022 that it's a little bit less of a lag on the system. Like I was really only able to pump out. <laughs> I uh, In 2020, I did, I think three of the designs. And then this past year in 2021, I just did the Fresno Nightcrawlers one uh, just because it was like so taxing on my machine, my, my old machine that I'd had for six, seven years. And it was, it was coming, coming to an end. <laughs> All this to say, like, basically everyone that I know in in the 14 community sort of, like, looks to you for, the like, the business side of things. The way you, like, run your merch store, I think, is, like, it's, like, the gold standard for everybody at this point. Oh, geez. Well, that, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I've certainly uh, had a lot of people reach out, and I... I don't mind giving advice and, and all that stuff. You know, we got to help each other and prop each other up and, and help each other win, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all right. So pulling this way back, what what got you into all this? Like, you've had a few experiences yourself, right? When you were younger? Yes. Yes. Um, so I guess I could just, you know, I guess my, my background of being into the strange and unexplained um you know i i I grew up in a rural town in vermont not a lot to do growing up (laughs) and uh you know i i always found myself 
kind of like magnetically attracted to the section in the school library growing up that had books on Bigfoot and UFOs, watching old shows like In Search Of and Sightings and stuff like that in the early 90s when I was a kid. Um, and later on watching shows on History Channel and Discovery like uh, UFO Hunters and um, Monster Hunters and all those shows. And All the hunting. It's, yeah, yeah. Especially like a lot of the UFO shows and specials that came out in the '90s on like Area 51 and yep. the alien autopsy film and the alien abduction stuff. Did you guys ever watch the? Um, it was uh, kind of like an alien abduction mockumentary called "Incident at Lake County: The McPherson Tapes" or like the Lost. It sounds tapes. extremely it, familiar. But. So it was like a found footage film that came out before the Blair Witch Project, and the the plot of it uh, was basically this farm family somewhere in the Midwest, I believe, or maybe it was Kentucky. I can't remember. Um, and they were having a Thanksgiving dinner. Power goes out of the house, and. Uh, the youngest son just got this like Sony handy cam and he's like videotaping everyone and, and they're all like, come on, man, turn that thing off. So him and his older brothers go out, out into the farm fields to check out what's going on. And they see this like exploding, like transformer off in the distance and like one of the far fields and they go out there <laughs> and they see this, U this spaceship, this UFO that had landed and they see these little gray aliens coming out and they start like dissecting like a cow or something with a laser beam aliens find them and then hijinks ensue and the aliens are trying to abduct this whole family and eventually they do <laughs> and i remember watching that when i was like 14 years old and it was like scared the shit out of me and i was like yo <laughs> this can't be real and it wasn't um but you know it, it it's just like something i've always really had uh an affinity towards and as far as you know, experiences uh, growing up, um, I would say probably the most profound thing that ever happened to me um, took place in 1997. My brother had just taken me to go see the re-release of The Empire Strikes Back <laughs> I think it was like around April. It was like late winter, early spring. So it was still a little cold out. And we get out of the movie around nine o'clock at night and we're driving home, taking uh, kind of like the back roads home, not dirt roads. It was all paved, but we wind up getting to this, you know, straight away in a nearby town from where I grew up or about probably 20 minutes from our house. And, uh, we're driving along and I was sitting in the back seat because I was tired. I wanted to kind of like lay back and, and, and rest. And I noticed at the end of this straightaway, there is a line of trees and uh, the road kind of like dips down and goes down in elevation and dumps out into a, a river valley. So we're coming down. I see these three lights and the Burlington International Airport is nearby. 
and I'm like, you know, that's probably just a plane coming in for landing, but it's kind of off where the normal flight path is. And I'm kind of just like looking at it. And uh, I notice that these three lights aren't moving. And they're in like a kind of a triangular formation. I figured it was like, you know, a light at the nose cone and a, a light on each wingtip, but they're way too big, way too bright to be, you know, like the the transponders and like the regular lights that are on an aircraft that's, you know, man-made. Yeah. And uh, so <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it's just a reflection off of one of like the running lights in the car. It was my brother... Uh, used to drive an old Volvo 240 sedan, if you remember those things. Sometimes you still see yeah. them driving around because they never die for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I rolled down the window, old school, roll it down, and sure enough, the lights are still in the sky, and I'm starting to freak out. I'm like, yo, what is this thing? What is this thing? And I start kind of trying to signal, signal my brother in the front seat, and I'm like, hey, uh, this is, there's something out there. And he was just like, God, yeah, like, don't worry about it. Shut up. It's <laughs> just like trying to tell me to be quiet. And, um, so we just get closer and this thing's just hovering over the tree lines and we wind up going around the corner into the, the forest part of the road, down the embankment and towards the, the river Valley below. And we, I like stick my head out the window <laughs> and look up and like we're driving under this thing and it was like a relatively clear night and i couldn't see any stars in between like where the lights were i think most of the the two of the lights were obscured and i could kind of make out one um but whatever it was it was like this solid triangular object uh not too dissimilar to what's described from like the belgian ufo wave in the early 90s and several you know, countless other triangle, triangle UFO sightings. And, and, and we drove under this thing and uh, went home and didn't talk about it. And years later, at like a family get-together, I don't even remember how it was brought up, but uh, it was I think it was like 2011. And uh, someone, I think someone just mentioned UFOs, and my brother was like, oh, yeah, uh, me and Jeff saw a UFO once driving home one, late one night and I was like oh you saw that too huh and he was like yeah <laughs> so it's kind of weird to have that validation that like it wasn't just like I was seeing something or hallucinating yeah. but you know ultimately like I can't say if it was otherworldly or if it was you know some kind of clandestine uh, top secret thing from our technology or what but you know right. it was something that i saw in in the sky when i was 14 that i can't explain to this day <laughs> Dude. and yeah. that kind of changed my life i think with like oh this kind of validated that there's like there's some shit going on up in the skies that's pretty like, significant for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah um that i hear so often these the same like thing repeated in sightings which is like me and whatever family member saw this or me and this friend saw this and we just didn't talk about it for five years yeah like that's so odd to me i, was I think because i've <laughs> never not talking about it yeah, yeah. i've never had a, <clears throat> it i mean it has to be that i'm not the normal one and that <laughs> other people you know what i mean because i hear it so often but 
I've never had a sighting myself, but I feel like if I saw one, I would not shut up about that damn thing for I, nothing would shut me up about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had mentioned it once to uh, a couple friends in school, uh, like, you know, a few days later and they're like, Oh, you didn't see anything. UFOs and aliens don't exist. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh, so I got like the immediate social rejection from that. And I was just like, yep. okay, I'm just not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I just don't care. Yeah. It really puts into perspective all those old stories you hear about, like people who had experiences and didn't want to talk about it, you know, because it's so oh, yeah. easy to go. Why wouldn't they talk about it? But like that rejection is it's big, right? Yeah. 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 Certainly back then there was a lot of rid- ridicule for anything like that. And obviously there still is. But I think that the the general consensus of everybody is kind of shifted it's shifting more into the direction of acceptance and there's still probably like a majority of people that are like what you're crazy no way people are Uh, a lot more receptive to it now for sure yeah but you you like (laughs) yeah exactly but you you if you look back to like the release of the tic tac video in 2017 with the new york times publishing all that stuff and the uh everything that came out recently and everyone was just kind of like eh yeah like yeah sure aliens why not at this point (laughs) just throw them on the pile yeah Yeah. um i I mean that's the whole goal behind the like soft disclosure concept right is to like slowly turn everyone to being okay with the with the concept yeah honestly i think it's working Right, I mean, right. It's uh, the slow not, drip of the fossil. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, just because it's the least of our concerns at this point, you know. So yeah, that's definitely like, helpful. All right, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, like the the black triangle is like at this point is kind of just as classic as the saucer, right? Like, there's yeah. so many reports of the black triangle UFO. Um, how big, honestly, like. I know it's like you were, it's quite a while ago that you saw it, but like, mm-hmm. h- how big would you say it, it was, what you saw? So, like when like Google Maps and Google Earth came out, I was bored one night a few years back, and uh, I I went on there and, and used the, you know, the measurement tool that's on that to kind of gauge like where I could sort of remember where the lights were in relation to the, the trees and like th- there was like a house that was nearby like right yeah. before um, the road went into the forest <laughs> yeah. and um, I kind of uh, and I don't remember the exact footage off the top of my head but I believe that I, I superimposed in Photoshop like how big like a, a 747 was and from where each wing tip landed it was I would say probably um, comparable in, in, in width on each side to that maybe slightly longer um, Okay. so that's probably what like 250 to 300 feet yeah, per side like or that. something like that um, so it, it was a uh, 
it wasn't small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was not small. Pretty big. Surprise. Yeah. I, a lot bigger than I thought you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was why it was surprising when I was when my brother and I were driving up that road and there's these three static lights in the sky that just kind of looked like big kind of oval shaped saucers just because of the perspective of of the craft and right. yeah it was yeah it wasn't small <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> yeah I often think you know because you hear a lot of reports of like seeing multiple lights turn into one light you know I, I often yeah. think that like that might literally just be one big craft like and you're seeing lights turn off and turn on and you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's entirely possible. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm familiar with with stories like that where a single object will split into multiple, or they'll mm-hmm. form back together. Like there's uh, you know some kind of technology that is seems like magic to us because it's maybe tens of thousands to millions of years more advanced than than what yeah. we have. Who knows? <laughs> I think like. With the with the rate of progression in technology now, at this point, I think all it would take is a couple hundred years worth of techno like technological advancement to, for it to seem like magic. Yeah, you know what yeah, I, mean? I, I I would think so. Yeah, because technology doubles every right eighteen months. Even take that long. Yeah, grows yeah, exponentially. Yeah, um, and we're we're what like 15, 20 years away from the singularity. Like, <laughs> yeah, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, right I mean, on. imagine 180 years after the post-singularity, right? Like, what the hell is tech going to look like at that point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, yeah, no, I've always wanted to be like, yeah, it would be awesome to see what life would have been like in uh, like a, a future that far. And yeah. uh, maybe, maybe it's terrible, or maybe it's like Star Trek. I don't know. <laughs> I, right? Either way, I would love to see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm banking on Star Trek. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the idea of, you know, eventually we reach this, like, egalitarian, like, galactic compromise between everyone. Yeah. I like, I yeah. like that. It's, it's positive. <laughs> Unlike that's most a little future. too optimistic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might be too optimistic. Okay, so I wanted to ask, because you launched your podcast in, like, at the very end of 2020, right? I did, um, yeah. But you had already been doing the Instagram page and the blog, I think, for, like, what, like, eight months before that? Yeah, I started it in, uh, I think it was, like, April 5th, 2020, um. and... I pretty much just started out doing strictly uh, image posts and then I would have a little caption and then I kind of morphed it into doing like more deep dive research into cryptids and different topics where I would use the carousel feature and have the, the 10 slides. But I was like, you know, I really like going into the deep dive aspect of it and I feel like something more longer format like podcast would 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 uh work better uh for you know what i'm trying to get across and yeah and it was also kind of like everyone i knew was like starting a podcast too so <laughs> i was just like hey me too <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. There's only See, so much you can do with Instagram too. So yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. <laughs> so that's what kind of pushed you into the the idea of of doing the podcast was like Instagram just couldn't contain what you wanted to put out. Yeah, I needed I needed something a little bit bigger and I wanted to be able to chat with people as well and do interviews and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Hard hard to do that on Instagram. Although some some folks have uh, you know, utilized the the Instagram live feature to do interviews yeah. that way, which is a really cool idea. Um I might try to delve into that at some point. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, so I many know. irons in the fire it's it's hard to <laughs> Yeah. get to everything i know um aaron from hey strangeness does it and um recently the moth boys started doing a live instagram interview thing so yeah yeah i think last year or was it 20 i think in 2020 moth boy matt um would go on i think saturday or sunday nights and do like uh drinking with the moth boys <laughs> and yeah. he'd just kind of like drink and talk about cryptids but they stopped doing that for a little while because they got busy with i think cryptid bash and all sorts of other stuff but now they're doing something similar again which is cool <laughs> yeah it's like um cocktails and cryptids i think is what they're yeah. Doing. yeah 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 that's very good. yeah I, I i chimed in the other night when they were talking to uh jonathan dodd uh so that, that was cool <laughs> yeah okay one one last thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap up here. Um, what is... Because I know this last series that you did on sort of ancient giants, that, that whole concept was like quite a rabbit hole, like we discussed yeah. before we started. But um, is there a subject that you would really like to cover, but it scares you how deep the rabbit hole is? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um... I, I've been wanting to, <laughs> I've been wanting to do a series, an episode. I don't know how how much it would take um, on the the conspiracy theory of Tartaria and the mud oh, flood, <laughs> and like it, it's just such a funny and like weird idea that uh, it, it's something that I definitely want to. I want to dive into at some point. I've watched a few videos on like YouTube about it before, and I'm just like, that's really weird and interesting. <laughs> and it, it kind of like uh, goes along with like the missing time hypothesis too, with like missing mm-hmm. centuries and and that kind of thing. So it could be something fun to talk about. You know, it's like whether or not it's legit, who's to say? But yeah. um, it, it's it's kind of funny, and it, it also ties into the idea of. Yeah, lost history and and stuff like that. Like, was there an Atlantis, maybe, or you know, some kind of antediluvian civilization that existed before the Younger Dryas uh, climate mm-hmm. event twelve thousand years ago? And yeah, so <laughs> you can yeah, go I, any, anywhere you, with it, pretty much. Yeah, I'd say that qualifies. Yeah, um, yeah, I like, love like the ancient history mystery stuff on top of cryptids and UFOs and. I, I don't sure, dive yeah. into like the paranormal as much, um, although I, I, I probably should do something on that soon because <laughs> I've, I've had my own weird paranormal experiences throughout life. So it might be it might be good to <laughs> explore that a little bit or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, 
I think it would be cool to to see like a, a strangeology episode on something more like ghostly and paranormal and yeah, that, I think that'd be cool. I think you'd do it just as you know, as much justice <laughs> as you give any of the other subjects you cover. Yeah, yeah, I, I go all in. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, this the stuff about like Tartaria and all that, like it. That's the same to me as like thinking about covering like Hollow Earth. Yes, and, yes. Like man, it's just these huge rabbit holes that you just you have to commit. Like this is all I'm going to think about for the next month. There would be no way to cover it all. Like, yeah, that's it's just never ending. That's for yeah, me. yeah. That's why you have to know like when to stop. It's like recording a song or an album if you're in a band and yep. just like constantly tweaking things, adding new parts. You just have to know when to walk away and yep. call it yeah. good, good enough. <laughs> yeah, that nothing ever gets perfect. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, musicians, podcasters alike, both of them, like oftentimes perfect like kills good right yeah like you end up throwing good out for perfect yeah never you end up with neither yeah yeah <laughs> it just needs but, to be human in the end <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. i think yeah especially with music right like yeah that's a huge thing with music like and you get to a certain point of like tweaking and changing things that it doesn't even sound like a band like I was people say, playing music anymore entirely different than what it originally started as yeah for sure yeah. yep <laughs> all right man thank yeah, you so awesome. much for being on That's... well thanks thanks for having me i'm glad we were able to reschedule and and, yeah. and all that because i know Absolutely. last last week kind of yeah. turned 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 a little hairy with the, yeah, the winter sure. storm <laughs> yep but yeah, Definitely. thank you guys. It was, it was gnarly, that's for sure. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling it's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes we're just keeping up on our day-to-day and maybe some swag along the way it is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible again that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And and trust trust in the unknown. unknown.